welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castro, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Ed Bursal. Mr. Bursal, how are you doing on this Friday? I'm good, Adam. How are you? I'm good. I'm well. Today's been a fucking day already. Well, considering the news that uh, came out this morning. The mayhem. I, the mayhem, mayhem that is associated with this level of news. It's... Oof. I don't want to talk too much about it yet because I'm sure when we get to that that game where this news has happened, that's going to take up the majority of the talking points that we will be having for uh, for that game. So in the meantime, we do have one game to talk about before we get to that one. And oof, oh lordy, oh lord, yeah. this is this is just going to be splendid. So this is what it feels like to be like with the big boys where you have people like harassing the host on Twitter about stuff that they said in an episode where they did and like thinking that we're time travelers. Yeah. That know everything. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, this is what this feels like. And it's it not sucks. good. It's not good. It sucks. No, this is terrible. Cause it's like, we didn't know, but anyway, this is a very bad day for fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy of the year. 2020 died today. Anyway, uh, speaking of a game of not that game, we have we do have a game to start off with for the for the previews. Although before we get into that, we have to talk about this Thursday night game as well, because actually, it was. The, here's the thing: the score was close. It just didn't feel like a close game. No, no, it didn't feel like a close game at all. I thought that the score line was actually very generous to. Uh, to Arizona and my Kyler Murray definitely was playing hurt. You could, you could see it that he just was not right for the entire game. Good news is that, you know, he has 10 days to, to rest up and recover with that uh, presumptive shoulder uh, knock that he, that he took there. But yeah, it just, it didn't feel like a very close and in, in, in competitive game because it just felt like Seattle was, they were on it from from the word go, and and they deserved a more lopsided victory, I believe. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing about this game, uh, we talked about the running back situation for both of these teams, really. I mean, for Seattle, where it's more important, uh, Chris Carson didn't play again this week. Carlos Hyde was able to make it. Alex Collins got sent down to the practice squad. On Thursday, Bo Scarborough time. Yep, War Eagle. Didn't he go? He went to to uh, Auburn, right? Bo Scarborough. Yeah. No. Where'd he go? Roll Tide. Oh, really? Roll Tide. Oh man, I'm about to get shot for saying something like that. Yeah, you just might. Oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. sounded. I think he he just sounds like a running back for Auburn, but probably because I'm thinking of the other running back for Auburn named Bo. I'm putting down my note sheet need to discuss with therapist adam lack of college football knowledge did i ever tell you the story obscure seventh round draft picks yeah do you did i ever tell you the story in middle school where i so when i was in middle school i used to wear a lot of like uh shorts with colleges on them because that's just Mm -hmm. what what they what the trend was please tell me you wore you wore harvard shorts no here it's funny it's funnier than that so and I had no idea. I was like, oh, these colleges are colleges, whatever. So I walk, so I walked to gym class. I'm wearing Duke shorts, right? Mm-hmm. And my gym shorts 
happened to be UNC shorts and I had no idea. So I walked by, so I walked by one of the, one of my friends or just one, one guy that I was like acquaintances with. He's like, yeah, dude, let's go. So when I get changed for gym, I walk back out. He's like, the fuck man, the fuck. Yikes. <laughs> so I got a, Yikes. A, a harsh lesson in uh, college rivalries that day. Yeah. Yeah. You learned, you, you learned your lesson there. Yeah. Cause I mean, my parents didn't go to like big football schools or anything like that. Like big, uh, big schools with rivalries. Hey, so we didn't, we didn't go to a big football school either. We just went to the greatest school in the land after hey, university. Listen, produce Wayne Corbett, Willie Cologne, Marcus Colston. Forget all of them. They're, 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 they're meaningless. They're meaningless. You know what Hofstra university actually produces? Radio professionals. Radio professionals. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is what Hofstra produces. That's the creme de la creme. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be and a pro football player where you can just be a radio professional? That's right. All the fun of sports without the risk of head injury. Facts. <laughs> um, sit behind a microphone all day and chat shit all you want. Yep. Uh, so for – and for Arizona – I kind of felt like Kenyon Drake was playing hurt also. I don't think he was fully back from his ankle injury. Uh, well, he looked good. He looked yeah. good in the passing game. Four catches, had a touchdown to boot. It was just a weird, it was a weird sort of game. It was it felt slow too when I when I was watching. It it just felt really, really slow. And it just it got to a point where I was just like, oh my God, can this game just end? Yeah. Because it, 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 I don't, I don't know about. There's just something with the Seattle Seahawks where it's like they're great to watch, but then they're awful to watch. And I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't well, I think I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like the Alex Smith Chiefs, where they were just they were really good, but they were methodical, bland, bland. Yeah. yeah. At, t- at times, at times they could just be so bland. But this team has so much talent; it doesn't it doesn't need to be like it should be so bland. I I enjoyed watching the uh, the broadcast last night, where literally the entire the entire time it was Troy Aikman just slurping DK Metcalf. <laughs> it was uh, fucking hilarious. I can only imagine that 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 made you feel pretty nice because of. How much you love DK Metcalf? Um, I w- I wouldn't say felt nice. I would just say Troy Aikman forgot that Patrick Peterson is still one of the best corners in football, and there's a number two receiver that had a better night than DK did, and Troy just wanted to talk about DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'm misinterpreting the slang that you used because. <laughs> It seems like you, when you said what you said, it made it sound like you was praising DK Metcalf for trying for going about, you know, doing well despite. Being oh no no no, no 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 DK, DK Metcalf was the apple of Troy Aikman's eye. Okay, so I was right. I, oh no yeah. no 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 no. There there was anything else could have happened on that football field last night, and and Troy Aikman still would have found a way to incorporate DK Metcalf into any of the discussion. I bet you the production notes for that broadcast just had DK Metcalf in all caps and and nothing else. Well, number one, fuck Joe Buck. But Joe Buck probably had like a whole note sheet written down. 
and as very intricate and very laid out as Joe Buck does because he's a media guy, you know, mm-hmm. of course. But then you have the jock, Troy Aikman, that was watching the Seattle game tape, and he just probably said, mm, Russell Wilson, yeah, okay. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, yeah, all right. Small guy, mm, not really interested. Big guy that can run down the freaking field at 20 miles an hour is built like a freaking house and reminds him of Michael Irvin in the glory days of the Dallas Cowboys. Check, 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 check. I was going to say, I'm like, yeah, no, that kind of does remind Yeah. DK Metcalf, let's talk about him all night. <laughs> Look at all this nostalgia that I have for my playing days. Let's see where he lives. Let's see where he grew up. Let's see what his mother's name is. See what his father's name is. See what they did for a living. See how much they paid in taxes. See if he has any siblings. See if he has any high school girlfriends, any high school acquaintances, what his GPA was. What's his blood type? All out. Perfect. Yeah. So anyway, I I get that. It's kind of like for, for people that are like, listen, DK Metcalf's really good, but you can't just have one player dominate the broadcast when there are 22 uh, players in each play that are doing their own job. Well, DeAndre Hopkins didn't do much. No, he did not. He, yeah. For the first half, I think fantasy, fantasy owners who had DeAndre Hopkins were like, Oh, this is interesting. Getting ready to pull their hair out is more like it. Like I thought this defense was bad. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I tell you, the Seattle defense, they showed up last night. They showed up. They were ready to play. Except for and, Jamal uh, Adams. Well, that's true. That's true, except for Jamal Adams. But uh, fair play. Fair play to the Seahawks. They uh, they showed up. They were ready to play, and they put up a very convincing performance. Yeah. All right, so you ready to move on to Let's do it. the games that are yet to happen? Let's All right, do it. starting off, Philadelphia at Cleveland. Fun stuff. Uh, one big thing for Cleveland uh, this is not a fantasy-related thing, but, I mean, it could be if you picked up the Cleveland Browns defense. Uh, Miles Garrett was placed on the reserve COVID list. Yep, but I said, didn't I say that they were outside my top 10 of defenses? They are falling ever further. Yeah. I mean, as bad as the Eagles', the Eagles offense is, I mean, if you don't have your best pass rusher, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard to, to do anything. Uh, and then... As far as that, uh, I think a couple of Eagles receivers were also placed on the uh, reserve COVID list because J.J. Arthigo-Whiteside tested positive, mm-hmm. and there are a couple of receivers who are close contacts. Right. So um, it's worth monitoring. I mean, obviously, Arthigo-Whiteside is, is not going to be playing, but it's worth monitoring to see if the uh, the, the receivers who were named close contacts will, will play in this game. Correct. Um. And yeah, so let's go into the starter meter. I mean, even with the depleted defense of the Browns, you're not starting Carson Wentz, are you? In a bind, you could. I would say it's it's like a five, but if I had the choice, I would stay away. I mean, the secondary is still good. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah, like Denzel Ward is still one of the better corners in the league. Well, and, is, is is there an update on um, on Zach Ertz if he's if he's going to play or not? That's an interesting thing because I think if if, if Zach Ertz is going to play, then maybe it's a different story. Um, no, he's unlikely to be activated, so he's going to miss the week. Okay, he yeah. he's probably going to start next week against uh, 
next week against Seattle at home. That should be fun. Joy. I think that's, that's isn't that the Monday night game? Yeah. The Seattle. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Fun stuff. Super duper. Yeah. Um, and then, so for the running backs, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Mm, Sanders. Uh, Sanders. Boston Scott is probably a deep league flex. So he's probably like a five. Miles Sanders, I think he's like a seven. Seven. He'll get you he'll get you eighteen and twenty two touches. So that's that's good enough. Yeah. Yep. He's a top and fifteen for, play for me. And then for the receivers, Travis Fulgham. Six. Jalen Rieger. Six. Um hmm. Alshon Jeffrey, negative 5,000. Well, I was thinking, like, is Greg Ward one of those receivers that was uh, a close contact with uh, Arthiga Whiteside? Well, we're going to find out. Yes, we are going to find out. Um, yeah, so Alshon Jeffrey is, is that. I mean, really, I think it's Fulgham and Rieger who are the receivers you, you got to worry yep. about. Yep. And then for tight ends, Dallas Goddard. And Richard Rogers. Yeah. Four for both. I mean, do you think that maybe last week it was just Dallas Goddard, you know, getting back and getting eased back more into the offense? It's possible. Coming back from such a long injury layoff. It's possible. But if you're in a spot where you're fighting for a playoff spot, are you going to feel comfortable starting Dallas Goddard or Richard Rogers? No. Not really, because no. they're going to split. And that's no. just how it's been for no, Philadelphia. The answer is flat out no. You're not yes. gonna feel you're not gonna feel comfortable starting them. So there are definitely other options that you can go with your waiver wire. Like if Dalton Schultz is available or Mike Isicki or Logan Thomas or Austin Hooper, any of those guys, I would rather start over the Eagles guys. All right. Well, funny that you mentioned Austin Hooper, considering that he's the opposite tight end. Big brain. Very big brain. And for Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. Four. Kareem Hunt. Nine. Nick Chubb. Nine. Jarvis Landry. Six. Rashard Higgins. Three. Um, Austin Hooper. Seven. All right. Cool. Seven. Yeah, he's right. Anybody I forgot to mention that you want to talk about? Or no. we can just move on to something a game that will be infinitely more interesting as far as talking points are concerned. Uh, we can move on to a game that is going to be far more interesting to talk about as far as talking points are, in fact, concerned. And in case you were wondering, Atlanta at New Orleans. Let's get the big news out of the way first. Oh, dearie me. This is the future that Sean Payton wanted all along. I think... Yeah, this no, seriously, this is the this is the future that Sean Payton wanted all along. Uh Taysom Hill will be starting a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Adam, do me a favor. Okay. Let's just talk about this quickly and then move on. Okay. This sucks. Well, this is it, I'm telling you, this this is this is the day. That fantasy football in the year of our Lord 2020 died. It's not great. I mean, this is also, terrible. This is terrible. Plus, 
Plus, this is not just a one-week thing. Drew Brees could miss at least two weeks. Right. Having at least two weeks of Taysom Hill. Here's the thing, because this is this is the elephant in the room. So we're gonna we're gonna address this right now. I've been dealing with this all morning long about what I'm gonna do in terms of Taysom Hill in ESPN leagues being tight end quarterback eligible. Yahoo, he is quarterback only. That's it. This is why Yahoo continues to be one of the best in the business. As a commissioner, right, you have a couple of options. One, you be a complete neo-Nazi and you tell the person that has Taysom Hill, no, you cannot start Taysom Hill as a tight end who will be playing quarterback, which I'm not opposed to. That's number one. Number two, you could tell that person that they can leave it as is and just pray that ESPN does the dirty work for you, which is kind of what I'm doing. Or number three, which is the more, I guess, diplomatic way of doing things, is you tell the person that has Taysom Hill, look, you're against the rules. It's a loophole. I I can't control it. But what you can do is if you want to play Taysom Hill, you play him as a flex where you have to start a tight end. So it places a value on what Taysom Hill is to you. Would you rather have the extra running back or the extra receiver in your flex spot, or would you rather have another quarterback? Honestly, I would, it, I'd it like, creates yeah. a dilemma. Yes. Well, I mean, if you have – in this situation, if I was given the third option, I'd be like, sure, I'll take two quarterbacks at this point. Well, put Especially it, put if, it, Adam, put it this way. Yeah. Taysom Hill is my number one tight end of the week. Over Travis Kelsey, I mean, he is a million miles better start than Travis Kelsey is. Well, by, yeah. by one million miles. He's not even a tight end. No. He's not even a tight end. He's not. This, this is what drives me nuts. That he right now is my number one tight end. Numero uno. A guy that has never lined up a tight end ever. A guy that will not catch a single pass as a tight end is my number one ranked tight end for the week. Yep. And that that falls on ESPN. It does. Well, I think – How the hell can you rank him as a tight end? I feel like we had this discussion two weeks ago. We did. I was like, why is Taysom Hill a tight end? This doesn't make any sense. I think you you rationalize as, well, they're going to, you know – I attempted to. Yes, you're tempted to just like, well, they're just trying to hide him in the because he's not like a he doesn't have an actual position, so they're just gonna, gonna Well, I I didn't think he was a fucking quarterback, but here we are. I mean, yeah, it's this is weird. This is kind but, of a weird situation. You know what this does? If ESPN keeps it as this, this gives Taysom Hill value long term. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Because if they keep him as tight end quarterback eligible, which they shouldn't, he has flexibility. He, he'll be the most valuable handcuff in fantasy football. Because if anything were to happen, let's just, let's just say Drew Brees, for whatever reason, comes back next year and he gets hurt again. And Taysom Hill is still tight end quarterback eligible, and I highly doubt it just because of how much 
of the fantasy football community is up in arms about this. You're going to have someone that you could play anywhere on your team at quarterback, tight end, or flex, and will be number one at their position for doing absolutely nothing. Like, this is an utter disgrace. This, this just is for, utter Just for being joke. there. He's and the number I, one just for being there. Yeah. I can't do a thing about it. Because well, that's the it's annoying a loophole. thing. It's a loophole that I cannot control because we've never experienced something like this. Yes. So as a commissioner, you have, again, three options. I'll keep them, keep it short and simple. Let's get into the starter meter. One, neo-Nazi, tell the person that has Taysom Hill, you can't start him. And if they say it's bullshit, I spend fab dollars to get him, give him their fab back, make him happy. That's number one. Number two, you don't do anything. Let ESPN do it for you and hope for the best. Or number three, you try and work on a compromise where the most ideal one, I think, that works for everyone in a completely utopian world is Taysom Hill starts as a flex where they have to start another tight end. That's fair. Yeah. That Yes, that is fair. But I think, yeah. Who, who knows how many level-minded people are out there that, because I, I know I have Taysom Hill in a league and I'm not starting him. Because Just I, out, of, because out of principle? Out of principle, I'm not starting him. No. Because I don't think it's fair. Because in each league, each league that I'm in is a one-quarterback league. We are only allowed to start one quarterback. So why am I going to start a guy because of a loophole at tight end who won't be catching a pass as a tight end when the l- rules of the league say one quarterback? It makes no sense to me. And out of principle, yeah. I- I'm not doing it. I know it would give me such an advantage to do it, but I guess I'm too nice. I guess I'm too fair where I- I'm not doing it. I'm not, do- well, I'm not doing it. I'll be honest. There are definitely going to be people that are not at the same level as you are. No, I know that. I, I, I believe me. I 100% know that. And it's noble, honestly, to thank you very try. much. It's it's weird. I mean, I think honestly, with the way the Saints use Taysom Hill, I think it it can put ESPN and Yahoo in a bind. Where well, Yahoo's good. Yahoo lists him as a quarterback. So well, people, yes. people just pick him up and start him at quarterback, you're done. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. The ESPN Fantasy app crashed because everyone was racing to pick up Taysom Hill. Yeah. Because they knew. They knew what was happening. Well, they knew the loophole, yes. Yes. Everyone knew it. And yeah. now ESPN customer service is going to be inundated. With people going in and saying, what the fuck is this? You need to change it. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. We spent so much time talking about Taysom Hill. Um, he's a 10 out of 10 for the startle meter. If he's a tight end or a quarterback, I don't want to talk about him for the rest of the show. Okay. Please, uh, I beg you. For, for injuries. I'm going to hear that name in my fucking nightmares tonight. Oh, God. For injuries, something that's really important to know is that Alvin Kamara was a non-participant in Thursday's practice due to a foot issue. And actually, funny enough, Calvin Ridley was also a non-participant in Thursday's practice due to a foot issue. Excellent. Yeah. Great news. I hate the Saints. Yep. I like Sean Payton, but this is this is nuts. This is supposed to be Jameis's week. Yeah. Well, actually, Calvin really was a limited participant Thursday's practice with the foot issue. So he did practice. But Alvin Who Kamara cares about not. all of them? Jameis isn't playing. This is a disgrace. 
Uh, so absolute fucking disgrace. Let's just move on to the starter meter, please. So we can get, get it over with this. Get this over with. Uh, Matt Ryan. Eight. Todd Gurley. Seven. Any of the handcuffs? Brian Hill, Edo Smith? No. Okay. Calvin Ridley, if he plays. Nine. Julio Jones. Nine. Russell Gage. Four. Balamedia Zacchaeus. Three. I will. I'm going to try and make you smile, just because you you look so down about this game. I hate everything about this game. And uh, it's Hayden Hurst. Seven. The Ravens could really use Hayden Hurst right now. Yeah. And then for the Saints, we already talked about he who shall not be named. So Thank let's talk you. about Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Ten, if he plays. Latavius Murray. If Kamara plays six, Kamara doesn't play ten. Um, Michael Thomas. Six. Do you think Michael Thomas is still going to be on a pitch count going into this week? No, I just think that he who he who shall not be named will be running the ball five million fucking times, and Michael Thomas will just get cocked on the outside. That's fair. He doesn't really throw that much now. I hate I hate this team. I hate them. Uh any other receivers? Emmanuel Sanders is a three. Traquan Smith is a negative five thousand, considering he's not well, even playing in this game. Yeah, he is questionable, so Yeah, I doubt it. Um, and then Jared Cook is probably the same for you. A negative seven million. Okay. Can we please move on from this game? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank goodness. Uh, let's move on to a team with a player that you actually like on it. And that's the Bengals traveling to Washington. Very exciting stuff. Is it? Well, I don't know if you're a Bengals fan. Sure. Uh, as far as the injuries are concerned, uh, T. Higgins was held out of yesterday's practice with an illness, non-cover related, thank goodness. So, uh, and then Joe Mixon did not practice on Thursday either, and that's the lingering foot injury. Yeah, it's looking like another absence for uh, for Joe Mixon. And then as far as Washington is concerned, uh, I mean, their kicker <laughs> didn't practice. Dustin Hopkins didn't practice on Wednesday. And uh, John Terrell Inman didn't uh, practice on Thursday. So we got that. And let's go to the starting meter. Joe Burrow. Seven. Gio Bernard. Seven. Samaj P. Ryan. Two. T. Higgins, if he plays. Eight. Tyler Boyd. Ten. A.J. Green. Five. John Ross. Negative a million. Drew Sample. Negative 2 million. All righty then. For Washington, Alex Smith. Six in deeper leagues and two QB leagues. Yeah, six. Antonio Gibson. Nine. JD McKissick. Five. In PPR only. Interesting. Uh, Bryce Love was designated to return from IR this week. Oh, Bryce Love's going to make a huge impact. 
Yeah, not in this nah. game though. No, nah. no. Nah. Uh, Terry McLaurin, ten, and Logan Thomas, six. Yeah, I mean, uh, three Bengals corners are questionable heading into this game. Oh, Sean Sims, Mackenzie Alexander, and Tony Brown are all questionable. <laughs> so it could be a good game Fantabulous. for Terry McLaurin and uh, was it Steve Sims Jr. who's yes. the other receiver? Yeah. Yes. Alrighty, next game. Lions at Panthers. This is another one. Matt Stafford's questionable. He, I guess he's still in the concussion protocol or if there's a new injury. Wow, this injury report's ridiculous. No, it's a thumb. That's what it is. It's a thumb injury. He was limited in Thursday's practice. TJ Hawkinson with a toe injury was a limited participant in Thursday's practice. Marvin Jones with a knee was limited in Thursday's practice. And DeAndre Walking Swift, out. DeAndre Swift picked up a concussion on Friday, either on Thursday or Friday. And Matt Patricia said that he's probably not going to be playing on Sunday. Right. So it'll be the Adrian Peterson show. And maybe carry on Johnson. Carry on my wayward son. But I feel like Matt Patricia doesn't like Carry on Johnson. Well, Matt Patricia sucks. Yeah. That, you don't like that my much, son. I come for your neck. That much is true. Piece of Did, shit. Didn't didn't he draft Carry on Johnson? Yeah. That's ridiculous. You're telling me. You'd think that he was like a Jim Caldwell or a draft pick, but no. Matt Patricia drafted Carry on Johnson. Yep. Guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. Guy thinks See, he was Bill Belichick's defensive coordinator for, with a uh, 25th ranked defense that he's uh, king shit. Fuck you. Just because he made it to the Super Bowl with the worst ranked defense of all time. He, yes. And he lost to Big Dick Nick. Wow. This is a family show. Is it? Is this it really? Is a family show. Yes. Unbelievable. It's Some people are just sitting in their cupboards having a nice cup of joe, listening to us talk, and there you go. Big blank Nick. Big appendage, big appendage Nick. That, thank you. Big man yeah. part Nick. And uh, Kenny Galladay, who somehow is still not on IR, he didn't practice on Friday with a hip injury. Yep. Just put him on IR. You know, I was doing, I was working last week, and Matt Patricia was saying, oh, wow, I really love the the expanded practice squad and the IR thing that they have now, the expanded IR. I'm like, well, why don't you fucking use it? Kenny Galladay is not going to be playing for the next couple of weeks. That's very Who's fair. It? Jesus. That is very, 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 very fair. You like the practice squad so you can stash CJ fucking Anderson in your practice squad? <laughs> is that why, Matt Patricia? Ah. <laughs> uh... That's probably why. Definitely why. And for the Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater, this that's the big one. He appears unlikely to start for the Panthers in Sunday's game against the Lions with the PJ Walker time. PJ Walker. XFL MVP. I think. Yes. Would have been. Would have been. It would have been the second. Because it, w- it would have been him and Tommy Maddox. The two. Oh, and, uh, rip. rip XFL until until it becomes Dwayne Rock Johnson's XFL. 
Yeah. Uh, wait. No, yeah, that was XFL. Yeah, no. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is also going to be out in this game. I think that, that much was known. I think from when we did the waiver show, honestly. Buy low. Buy low on McCaffrey, especially if you're a team that is already in the playoffs and there's a team that needs help right now It is sitting at uh, four and six or five and five and is still fighting for a playoff spot and they need bodies this week, buy low on McCaffrey. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so that's that's it for that. Uh, as far as the starter meter is concerned, Matt Stafford, if he plays. Eight. I guess his backup isn't the person that I'm not going to mention because you have to do because stu- you have to do a stupid voice every time I mention his name. David Blah! Yes, it's Chase Daniel. Speaking That's of uh, relaxing happily in the cupboard, David Blah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would not be one to talk. Imagine you you're pouring sugar into your coffee and then you just hear you just hear that you pour it. Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> Adam, you put that on a tee for me. I know. I know. I regret. I regret I'm it. hot, sick and sweet from my head to my feet. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I get nothing for that. <laughs> on a scale of. One to ten. How much are you done with me right now? I'd say a fifteen. <laughs> Solid fifteen. Oh God. Um, for the running backs, Adrian Peterson. Seven. Surprisingly, this is not a revenge game. He had Sad. pa- sadly it is not. The past two games were revenge games, but this one is not. Sadly. Um, and then your son. Carry on Johnson. Carry on has decided that he is not going to be going into the game this weekend because he would rather stay at home with his father. So fair. And for the wide receivers, I mean, it's gonna at this point, the leading receivers for the for the uh Lions could very well be Marvin Hall and Danny Amendola. Isn't Amendola questionable as well? I didn't see him on the injury report. Unless they took him off, they might but have I, taken. I could, him have, off. I could have swore that I saw that Danny Amendola was uh, was questionable. Oh yes, he is questionable. Yeah. So basically, it's going to be Marvin Hall. Yep, it's going to be Marvin Hall. Basically, actually, Danny Amendola has even less of a chance to play than uh, Marvin Jones because he didn't practice on Thursday. Yep. With a hip injury. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be potential. Maybe Marvin Jones and Marvin Hall. Yeah. Marvin squared. Marvin squared. And then um, also a tight end. I mean, no TJ Hawkinson. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't think there's any pass catcher for the Lions that you're wanting to start this weekend. Yeah. And then for the Carolina Panthers, going into this week, what's your take on P.J. Walker? Uh, He's probably a start in two QB leagues just out of necessity. If you're without Daniel Jones or Josh Allen, or if you had Jameis Winston, but now no longer have Jameis Winston because some fucking asshole decided to take his job. I will not be mentioning his name. He's he's dead to me. 
I, I'm aware. Dead to me. Wait, you're not going to mention the, the the guy who took his job or Sean Payton? Both. Oh. Wow. Anywho. Uh, yeah. So, okay. That's, yeah. And then I think, honestly, we're probably going to see more of Mike Davis in this game just because. I would think so. Of the inexperience at quarterback. Yeah, I would. I would think so. I mean, Davis, Mike Davis has been ineffective uh, the last couple of weeks. So um, if there's a matchup, though, that he really should be taking advantage of, this is it. The Detroit Lions allow the most points to opposing running backs. So th- this is the matchup where you would think Mike Davis This is going to be a, I don't want to say a, a huge monster game, but at least a, a matchup where he could post 15, 20 points. This is it. This is the one. Because honestly, if he doesn't do it here, then he probably will never do it. Yeah, yeah. He's Until Mike Davis. Mike Davis back. is a nine for me. You have to start him, but I don't know what kind of return you're gonna get out of it, which is the scary part. Yeah. And then for the receivers, uh DJ Moore. Uh six. Robbie Anderson. Six. Curtis Samuel. Eight. Yeah. Honestly, eight. I agree with you with that eight. Yeah, he's a really, really, really good flex. I mean, they're going to use it. They're, the interesting thing about Curtis Samuel is that not only are they going to use him uh, in the passing game, but he, Matt Rule wants to use him in the running game too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if we're talking next week about Curtis Samuel being the receiver that scored the most points for the Carolina Panthers. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. And then Ian Thomas at tight end. Two. All righty. Moving on. Next game, speaking of games that are going to be kind of ugly, uh, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. Kind of ugly indeed. Uh, as far as the injuries are concerned for this game, I'm surprised that to not see Ben Roethlisberger on this injury report. Are you surprised? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger just does this for a living where he plays hurt and then manages to stay off the injury report. Yep. I mean, he's probably going to be barely able to walk after he retires. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be terrible. It's horrible. <laughs> Man's been beaten up more times than we can freaking count. I mean, can you imagine playing on a sprained MCL? No. No. A no. game where you're going to get hit about, thir- about I don't 20 know. 20 million times? Yeah. Yeah. At least 20 times a game? No. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. No. Uh, the other really thing, the things you really got to know for this game as far as injuries is Jalen Samuels is not going to, didn't practice on Wednesday, may or may not be playing in this game. That's really the big news. And then for Jacksonville, it's going to be Jake Luton once again. It looks like, I mean, last week it was, you know, it was one of those things where uh, they were saying that. Gardner Mitchell wasn't even throwing. And it he's probably going to still be working back into uh, working back, working his way back into the offense. And honestly, Jake Luton's been doing kind of well, relatively speaking. Yeah, he's he's been serviceable. Yeah. Where I think Doug Marone is like, well, you know, we could probably let Gardner Minshew recover. It's not an emergency to start Gardner Minshew. 
And then uh, LaVisca Chenault has been ruled out with a hamstring injury. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy, James O'Shag Hennessy has been ruled out as well. James O'Shag Hennessy. And uh, Tyler Eifert was limited in Thursday's practice due to a shoulder injury. Right. Tyler Eifert on the injury report. I've never seen this before. I have never seen this in my life. Yeah. As far as your starting when you're concerned, this game, I feel like it's pretty easy. Because, like, you're starting your Steelers of note at this point. Yeah. Yep. You know, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger's a 10. James Conner's an 8. Juju is an 8. Chase Claypool's a 9. Deont- Deontay Johnson's like a like an 8 as well. And Ebron's like a 7. Yeah. And then for Jacksonville, it gets a bit a bit tougher. I don't think you're going to be starting uh, Jake Luton against the Steelers defense. Definitely not. Um, and honestly, I'd be a bit worried if I were starting James Robinson just because of how good the Steelers run defense is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a definite concern. I don't have James Robinson inside my top 12 this week. Yeah, and then... But the the secondary is an area that could be had for Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. where you where you be semi comfortable with starting DJ Chark. Yeah, yeah, he's not a top twelve play, but is he a top twenty four play for me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's like a James Robinson's like a five on the startometer. Then uh, DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, they're all startable. DJ Chark more so in in regular leagues, but. Keelan Cole and, and Chris Conley, you could start them in, in deeper leagues. I think feel okay with it. Uh, but Chark in, in regular leagues, I would say he's like a seven. He's okay. Like I said, top 24 play. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So next game is the Titans at the Ravens, a rematch of the AFC divisional round from last year. And, man, the Ravens, this is a get-right game for Baltimore if there ever was one. Yes, this this is the game. Well, honestly, it's a get right game for both to both of these teams after yeah. what uh, Indianapolis did to uh, to Tennessee last Thursday. Completely and utterly embarrassed them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, as far as the injuries are concerned, uh, Adam Humphreys is questionable heading into this game. Um, AJ Brown with the maintenance as usual. He. Uh, yeah, he sat out of Thursday's practice. Adam Humphreys, like I said, he's questionable. He had a, a concussion, so it's not necessarily likely that he'll be playing. He needs to get out of the concussion protocol by by today, by Friday, to have any chance of playing. Right. Really, I mean, it's not like crazy worth a start, regardless, because of uh, the presence of Corey Davis and AJ Brown. So, with that being said, and for Baltimore. It's more of the uh, defense that's dealing with injuries at this point where you have Jimmy Smith, who is limited in Thursday's practice, Clias Campbell, who's questionable, and Brandon Williams, who's questionable as well. Uh, so as far as the starting meter is concerned, how do you feel about Ryan Tannehill? Um, Tannehill's like a six. He's a, he's a serviceable play. I wouldn't expect too much from him, though. Derek Henry. Seven. Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman. Uh, well, uh, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, AJ Brown. Seven. You want to talk about a bounce back game? It's a bounce back game for him as well. Yeah. And uh, Corey Davis. I mean, one million. I figured you would say something like that. This game is probably like a five. Yeah. And Johnny Smith. Mm, Six. And then for Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Seven. It's good to know that Mark Ingram is not. I mean, Mark Ingram's back, I guess. B. Yeah, it's for not good. Backfield some more. It's not necessarily. I mean, it's good for him, obviously, but it's not yes. good for the rest of the Rams running back. I mean, uh, Ravens running backs, because oh. you have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Like my work, it's all gone. Right. All my all my playtime. No, it's all gone. It's all gone. Gasp. Yes. Yeah. No. This is. There's no Ravens running back that I'm willing to start in this matchup. Put it that way. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you, honestly. And then for the receivers, it seems like Lamar Jackson's been looking Willie Sneed's way more in in recent weeks. Yep. There's not a receiver here that I'm willing to start either. Yeah. It's really the Mark Andrews show. And what's he what's he gonna do? Andrews is like a six for me. Well, especially since uh unfortunately Nick Boyle went out is out for the season. Correct. With an injury he suffered a uh, last Sunday night. Correct. So it's going to be more of Mark Andrews than not Mark Andrews. Right. All righty. Next game, as we round out the one o'clock hour, we have New England traveling to Houston. And oh God, that's a lot of injuries. Just oh God, <laughs> it's a lot of injuries. Uh, Kenny Stills returns to a limited practice on Thursday. Duke Johnson returned to a limited practice on Thursday. He had an illness. illness. Yes. Yep. Undisclosed illness. And then for New England, another one of those big injury reports. Uh, what Damien else is Har- Yeah. Damien Harris was limited Wednesday's practice. Brian Izzo was limited Wednesday's practice. Nick Folk was limited Wednesday's practice. And Stefan Gilmore was limited in Wednesday's practice. I wish they had more updated injury reports going up to uh, Thursday, but here we are. Uh, all of these players are questionable heading into Sunday's game against Houston. So with that being said, where do you have Cam Newton on your starter meter? Uh, six. Six. And, I mean, if Damian Harris doesn't play. It's Rex Burkhead. Yes, it, yes, it's Rex Burkhead. So I think, I think Damian Harris will play. So Damian Harris is like a seven. If Damian Harris doesn't play, Burkhead turns into a seven. I mean, he did play last week, actually. Yeah. Damian Harris did, so. And he looked very good. Yep. Looked very good. Uh, have you heard any rumors, any news on Sony Michelle? getting activated off of IR. They keep saying it's possible, but I heard it was possible two weeks ago. So nobody knows at this point other than well, it's possible. Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick and God. Yeah. Well, if if it is possible, and that was two weeks ago, if they're like designating, designating him to return, they have the three-week window before yeah, I, he's done for the season. 
I feel like if they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. Yeah. That's my whole thing. So we're heading to, we're heading to week 12. I mean, yeah. By the time you have the three week window, it's like, well, here, we're only going to have you for two games. Right. Right. It, it just, especially the Patriots aren't going to make the playoffs, which is looking like they're not going to, it, it doesn't make sense as to why you would activate Sony Michelle and then just not use him. Yeah. All right. Uh, for the receivers. Uh, it's nice to see Nikhil Harry not on this injury report. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to play. So what is he for you? Five. Jacoby Myers. Six. Uh, anybody else? Nope. All right. Cool. That's easy. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Seven. Duke Johnson, if he plays. Seven. Who's the backup, I wonder? Um, that's an excellent question. <laughs> that is that is a, a thousand questions that science can't answer. Who the backup Who the backup is in Houston? I feel like, oh, it's a CJ Pro size. Oh. Yeah, we <laughs> went over this. Who is the third string running back for the Houston Texans? It's CJ Proceis. Yes. Who will not so, be starting for you? No, probably not. No. Uh, and then Will Fuller. Eight. Brandon Cooks. Seven. Randall Cobb. Three. Okay. And it doesn't look like Kenny Stills is going to be playing. No. Uh, no. And none of the tight ends. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Don't do that that to yourself. Do not start a tight end for the Houston Texans. Please. Yeah, no, definitely. Respect yourself more than that. Speaking of a team that doesn't have have any tight ends worth starting, we're starting off the 4 o'clock hour with the New York Jets. Yay. Oh, brother. It was really fun when the Jets were on by because then I could actually watch football like a normal person. And and not not cry. And not just be depressed for the rest of the day. After the game's over. <laughs> hey, you'll feel better about yourself as a Jets fan when they draft Trevor Lawrence. Not if we go 0-16. No, but they have, they have to fire Adam Gase first. Yeah. Well, too. I am rooting for the Jets this week because if the Steelers do beat Jacksonville and the Jets beat the Chargers, I win a survivor pool. Really? Yep. So, J-E-T-S, baby. Jet up. I cannot believe this. The runways are closed. Oh, my God. This is... Well, you're going to be rooting for the elite Joe Flacco. Elite Joe Flacco, yes. Because it looks like, for some inexplicable reason, Sam Donald's shoulder got worse over the bye week. I don't know what the hell he was doing. I don't know. Was he dipping pretty ladies so he can kiss them? (laughs) Dirty dancing? I had the time of my life and I never felt this way before. Yeah, and I a- swear oh. this is true and I'm holding on to you. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a tough week for the offense and the defense, honestly. I thought you were going to say it's going to be a tough, a tough week for you to just get off this, this show. <laughs> So far, yes. So far, yes. Um, so should I be expecting your resignation tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> your uh, last show on the Basic Talk podcast, finishing show. It's been a pleasure, Adam. 
it, it certainly well <laughs> sure yes and no uh anyway. brian, brian Poole had season engine season ending surgery he's going on ir uh for for the he's gonna miss the season uh bless austin with a neck injury he they said he appears to have avoided a serious injury and is considered day-to-day Rashad Perriman with his shoulder was a limited participant in Thursday's practice. Uh, Quinn Williams is still questionable, but really, I mean, the Jets just don't have corner depth because they thankfully cut Pierre Desir. I mean, let's never trade for a Colts corner ever again because apparently they're all terrible. They all are terrible. They're all terrible. But the guy who leads the team in interceptions is the guy who gets cut. Yeah. Yeah. Whoopee! Jets! J-E-T-S! Jets, Jets, Jets! Well, he's not... I mean, he hasn't been a great corner anyway. Even though he's gotten... He leads the team in interception. He just hasn't been a good cover corner. Come on, Adam. Jet up. I know. Jet up. Come on. I'm a bigger Jet fan than you are. <laughs> At least you're optimistic. You're not a real Jet Jets up, fan. Jet up, baby. You're not, you're not a real Jets fan. You're not optimistic. You're, you're, you're not pessimistic. I'm in it for the financial gain. J-E-T-S. Jet up. Anyway. Come on, Adam. You know you want to say it. Jet up. Jet up. Thank you. That's the kind of spirit we're looking for. Come on. Actually, the slogans take flight, but whatever. The runways are closed. Wouldn't it be the runways are clear? No, the runways, they're they're closed. No planes coming on this runway. Anyway, for the Chargers... Uh, yeah, uh, nothing crazy to worry about here. One thing is that Casey Hayward is questionable leading in this game. So yes, I'm sorry. What did you just say? Casey Hayward? No, 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 before that. For the Chargers? Yeah. For the Chargers. Okay. And then after that, continue your sentence. For the Chargers, for the injuries, there isn't too much to worry about. Adam. That is absolutely ridiculous. How can you forget the biggest injury of them all? Justin Herbert's hair has gone missing. That's true. I'm telling you what's going to happen. This is a good omen. I like this for the Jets. Justin Herbert cuts his hair. He looks like a freaking criminal. And the Chargers now are going to lose. This is a great omen. This is fantastic. He does look kind of weird. Oh, he looks awful. He looks awful. He looks like a prepubescent child. Well, with the, with the acne and the and the crew cut, he looks like he's in high school. He, he looks like he's questioning his existence at 16 years old going through 10th grade. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you play quarterback for the Chargers, it kind of makes you question your existence. Well, to be fair, what who didn't question their existence as a 16-year-old in high school? Well, I think that's like common practice. You have your you have your translucent thoughts at 16 years old. So, what is the meaning of life? Is this a a joint? What do I what do I do with this? What do I do with this equipment? Como se dice? Inhale. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, that is I mean, depicting every human being's first experience when toting a joint. 
Well, I can say from I can definitely say that that was mine. Uh, I can confirm that was mine as well. My lungs felt good, like they. Thank goodness, but, with continued yeah. practice, we are over that. Yes, my lungs tur- felt like they were turning inside out. It was ter- <laughs> it was horrible. <sighs> yeah, because all the coughing. It's terrible. I love it. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, listen, just Justin Herbert's haircut's not great. I don't know. You knew no, it is not. You know, the funny thing is, uh, the Jets safety, Ashton Davis, intercepted a pass from uh, Justin Herbert when they were both last year when they were in college, college football, which is pretty cool because he, he mentioned it in the uh, in the pregame zooms, right? And all that, right? So maybe, maybe something, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, uh, I mean, listen, are you starting anybody on the Jets? No, in this game, nope, but Jet not up, maybe. Not even Jamison Crowder? Uh, Crowder's okay. In 12 teams where he had to start him, yeah, he's fine. Well, he's getting the, uh, oh, God. Not the Casey Hayward experience. No, he's getting... Casey Hayward's going to be on the outside. He'll he'll avoid Casey Hayward. He'll be fine. Well, don't the Chargers have uh, uh, another top-tier-ish corner? It was Desmond King. They traded him. Chris Harris? Uh, well, Chris Harris, if Chris Harris is going to be in the slot, then, yeah, it's kind of a problem. I mean, you think if you were Anthony Lynn, you're like, well, we should probably cover. We should probably put somebody in the slot to cover Jameson Crowder. Yeah. You would think. You would think. Yeah. But I mean, Anthony Lynn, I don't know. I don't know what he thinks on the daily day on a day to day basis. That's true. But uh, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. I just hope the Jets would give more. I, listen, they're giving more looks to Denzel Mims, which is nice, but they really need to reciprocate that for Michael P. Ryan. They have the same sort of deal. Well, they got to they got to see what they have. With, yeah, uh, with Michael Piran. So it's kind of ridiculous that Frank Gore is still starting for this team. Well, they know who the head coach is still. The guy who makes all the decisions. Yeah, well, it's definitely not Dola Loggins who calls the plays. No. Mm-mm. Even if he does, even if he, they say he calls the plays, it's that it's not him. No. It's a shadow government, shadow play caller. Jesus. It's like th- it's like playing telephone. Adam Gaze gives Dola Loggins the play calls, and Dola Loggins gives Joe Flacco the play call. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah. So for the Chargers, how do you feel about the about the Chargers in this game? Herbert eight, Balaj seven, Kelly five, Keenan Allen ten, Mike Williams five, Hunter Henry seven. The interesting thing is that uh, Austin Eckler, he's, like we've said in previous weeks, it looks like he's going to be coming back sooner rather than later. Ideally. Yes. Ideally. Just in time for playoffs, it looks like. Well, that would be something for people that own him. Yes. Uh, The next 4 o'clock game, we are staying with the the, uh, AFC East, going to the AFC West. And it is the Miami Dolphins at the Denver Broncos. This game was going to be in week six, but it got switched around because of, because uh, of COVID and all that. Mm-hmm. They, cause actually the jets were supposed to play the dolphins in a back to back, which would have been really fucking weird, but they didn't. So that's good. Uh, and as far as the injuries are concerned, drew Locke. There's a good chance. I think there's a chance, like a good chance, that Drew Lock probably doesn't play in this game. 
Yeah, there's there's a chance. There's definitely a chance. And he has a rib injury. He's expected to be limited in Friday's practice, and, and he's going to be splitting cute quarterback reps with Brett Ripien. Yep. So I think that they don't do that if unless they have a good feeling that Drew Locke is not going to be playing in this game. Correct. And then uh, Noah Fant was limited on Thursday, and uh, Jerry Judy was limited on Thursday as well. And for Miami, surprisingly, not too much as far as injuries are concerned. It's just Kyle Van Noy, who who's limited on Thursday, and then Simon Solomon Kidley, who's a guard. But that's mm-hmm. not for fantasy reasons. It's just not not really worth uh, mentioning. So, do you like Tua Tagovailoa heading into this game? Yep, seven. And also with the release of Jordan Howard, Salvin Ahmed has been picked has been picked up in leagues across the board because I think he's going to be he's going to be the lead back here. Eight. And uh, Matt Breida, if he plays, three. Devontae Parker, six. Jakeem Grant, five. Mike Gesicki. Six. And then for Denver, either Drew Locke or Brett Ripien. I don't, I mean, the, the Dolphins actually have a pretty good defense. Yeah, so I don't, zero. I wouldn't, yeah. Zero. And then which running back do you like more? Melvin Gordon with a gun to my head. Yeah. And Jerry Judy, if he plays? Four. Tim Patrick? Three. Um, Anybody else besides uh, Noah Fant? Nobody else besides Noah Fant now that Albert O is uh, done for the year. Uh, Noah Fant's probably like a five. All right. Cool. Next game is the – this game should be really fucking good. This game is going to give people kind of anxiety. I think people that own some Packers, it's going to give them a little, little, little anxiety because the Colts defense is really good. And hey yeah. Adam. Yes. If Bert? I told you if I told you 11 weeks ago that come week 11 Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts would be hosting America's Game of the Week at 4:25 on Fox to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. What would you have called me? I would have called you Probably a crazy person. Yeah, I was hoping for that answer. This team lost to Jacksonville in week one. Yeah. Yeah. This team lost to Jacksonville. This team lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars in week one. Adam, do do you understand? This team should be seven and two. Mm-hmm. This team should be seven and two. Like, holy shit! I know. Could you imagine if they were seven and two? Philip Rivers led Colts team would be seven and two. We're talking about them being one of the worst freaking teams that we've ever watched in our lives because they are terrible. But they could be seven and two. Hell, they could beat the fucking Packers. 
Oh, God. Can you imagine? Well, if there's no Devontae Adams in this game, then we really do have something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's not going to be great. It's not good news for anybody if you see Devontae Adams coming up on the injury report. Uh, he was held out of practice on Thursday with the ankle. Um, Alan Lazard practiced in a limited capacity on Thursday, which is good. They're probably going to need him. And uh, Robert Tunyon was limited on Thursday, and Mercedes Lewis didn't practice on Thursday either. No. So here's the question. Here's the conundrum for me. I have answers. Not, not just for me. I mean, for me, because I have Aaron Rodgers, but also for, play, for people who are like me who have Aaron Rodgers. Are you starting Aaron Rodgers in this game against Indianapolis? If you have a better option, you do it. Like I have, I have Aaron Rodgers, and I also have Ben Roethlisberger. I am starting Ben Roethlisberger over Aaron Rodgers. But if you well, have Aaron makes... Rodgers and yeah. Ryan Tannehill, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. If you have Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford, you are starting Aaron Rodgers. If you have Aaron Rodgers and just trying to think of some obscure quarterback that some people could have picked up uh, during the season, if you have Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, you're playing. You're playing Aaron Rodgers because Drew Brees is not playing. If you if you have Aaron Rodgers and God damn it, <laughs> if you have Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow, that's a great yeah. one. If you have Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow, I think you play Joe Burrow. Would you start Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Ooh, Brady. Would you start Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. That's close. Uh, would you start? Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton? Aaron Rodgers. Would you start? Ooh, this is one. Would you start Aaron Rodgers or? Well, you probably wouldn't have this, but you might actually. Would you start Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So yeah, these are just like around the top ten. Yeah, that's where I have him. I have, I have him as a borderline top twelve play. And then for the running backs, Aaron Jones. Ten. Half Jamal Williams. Uh, six. Anybody else? AJ Dillon? No. No. Here's the, the other big one. Devontae Adams, if he plays. Nine. I mean, you got to start him regardless. You have Devontae Adams. Why Correct. wouldn't you? Correct. Um, MVS? Seven. Alan Lazard, if he plays. Five if Adams plays, six if Adams doesn't play. And then tight ends, Robert Tunyon, Marcides Lewis. Three. For not, both? Playing, not playing either one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for the for the Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers. Five. <laughs> this is fun. Jonathan Taylor. What are you Four. even doing with Jonathan Taylor? Four. You're not playing him. Uh, Naeem Hines. Six. Yo, this seems like a Naeem Hines kind of game. It does. Yes. Where they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Yep. This feels like a Naeem Hines kind of game. I agree with you 1 million percent, Adam. Um, do you think that Jordan Jordan Wilkins is going to get more uh, looks as well? I think he'll feature. This game? Yeah, for sure. For sure. In a, in a deep league, if you're looking for someone that will uh, will get some some work. 
uh, yeah, I think Jordan Wilkins can uh, can fill that void. Sure. Zach Pascal. Uh, five. Michael Pittman. Five. T.Y. Hilton. Five. Mo Ali Cox. Two. And that's kind of it, really. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to. I think this is our penultimate game. It is. Then we, then we have the Sunday night game. Yeah. That's what penultimate means. Yes, correct. Yeah. And uh, in layman's here, terms, yes. Yes. Our second to last game. I like saying penultimate because it sounds it sounds better. I, I, I can see that. Uh, you're going to be pretty excited about this game. Oh, am I? Maybe. Ugh. Or are uh, all the Cowboys fans just trying to tank? Trying to tank for Trevor. Tra- tank for Trevor. Hey, listen, we tanked for Trevor before it was cool. I don't want you. I want you uh, get on my turf here. Thank for Trev. Cowboys at Vikings, and uh, oh boy! So of course, you want to hear something ridiculous? I'm all for although hearing ridiculousness. Although it's probably not ridiculous considering who this is. Uh, Dak Prescott's still the Cowboys' leading passer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe after this week, it'll be Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, right. Uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty big deal. Uh, also, Cowboys probably not going to have their st- their two starting defensive ends. Uh, Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence are both questionable. Yeah, big problem. Um, thankfully, uh, Zeke is no longer on the injury report. That's good. Yeah, enough. but he's t- he said during the week that he still feels tightness in that hamstring. So that's uh, a tiny bit of a concern. Well, that's kind of that's kind of tough because you never know with hamstrings because he might it might be fine in on game day, but it might also still be tight. Yep, for sure. And you never like running with like tight hamstrings because it just feels ridiculous. It just feels really annoyingly painful. Like it's not super painful; it's just annoying. Yeah, and then you run apprehensive too because you're kind of you're nervous that you know if you if you are running if you're running hard and it's a little you know niggling at you. You're afraid that it's just going to go, you know, pop. Yeah. And that's even worse. You pull your hamstring and you're out three to four weeks. Right. Exactly. And uh, for the Vikings, Irv Smith Jr. is questionable at tight end. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So for the Cowboys, Garrett Gilbert. Four. In deep leagues and two QB. Ezekiel Elliott. Seven. Tony Pollard. Five. Amari Cooper. Six. Michael Gallup. Three. C.D. Lamb. Three. Dalton Schultz. Two. All right. For the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Seven. Dalvin Cook. Ten. Figured you'd say ten. Alexander Madison. Three. Justin Jefferson. Eight. Coming off a big game against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Adam Thielen. 10. And not based on his name, though. No, of course not. Of course not for you. For me, it's of course, it's always based on uh, based on the name. Named Adam, you automatically get a 10 from Mr. Caster. That's right. Us Adams have to stick together. That's right. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Uh, and then for the tight ends, I mean, if Irv, if Irv Smith Jr. doesn't play, 
Kyle Rudolph got some good, got some looks against yeah. the uh, sh- Chicago Bears. Yeah, he'll be a five. All righty. I guess whoever starts at tight end is, is a five for you. Yeah. For Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All right. We're here at our, at our final game. It's the final countdown. We got him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, big news for the Raiders is that basically their entire defense is on the COVID list. Oh, whoopee. That's fantastic. That's phantasmagorical. Just play the game on Monday. You play to win the game. On Monday. On Monday. This game is going to be the way it is. Just play the game on Monday. Yes. Anyway, for Kansas City, big news is uh, another player missing practice due to an illness. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire missed practice on Thursday due to an undisclosed illness. Oh, darn. There's there's something going around. I think that's what uh, Dr. Chow said on Twitter. Great guy. Yeah. He was like, well, this is, you're going to see this happening more because it is cold and flu season. Correct. Cold flu and COVID season. A lot of seasons. Yeah. Uh, and also his, well, not his backup because Lev, Lev Bell is his backup. His, the third string running back, Darrell Williams, uh, is in practice on Thursday. He probably got, with an illness, he probably got something, the same thing from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I got know. the Clyde Stinky from Clyde Stinky, Montana. Oh, God. Let's not make that a thing that we actually say all the time. He got the stank from Clyde Stank, Montana. And uh, Sammy Watkins is on track to play for the first time in what seems like forever. Oh, oh, hallelujah. He's limited on Thursday. Hallelujah. Thursday's practice. Hallelujah. And then for the Las Vegas Raiders, the only thing to worry about here is there is also their third string running back. He did not practice on Thursday. He has a chest injury. And, he and their spread. entire defense. <laughs> and their entire fucking defense. <laughs> yes. Oh, those Raiders. The autumn uh, wind is a pirate. The autumn yeah. wind is a raider. Unfortunately, we're starting off with the Chiefs. And it's my favorite time of week where we go over the Chiefs. And it's super quick because you're basically starting all of your Chiefs that are worth starting if they play anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, if Clyde edwards doesn't play, yeah, Lev Bell has just been like almost non-existent in this Chiefs offense. Yeah. And what what is the what is going to happen if that is the case? I don't know. Then Lev Bell's going to be a fantastic start. Yeah. Probably. I mean, the Raiders' defense is. I mean, especially if they're all on the COVID list. Yeah, if they're all on the COVID list and they're all not going to be there, then shit. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of it really uh, for Las Vegas though. Uh, is Derek Carr a good start against Kansas City? Uh, yeah, it's like a five. Yep. Josh Jacobs? Nine. Ten as usual. Oh, really? Not a ten? Nine. Nine. Okay. 
Uh, receivers, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar's like a like a like a four. Hunter Renfro's like a five. Rugs probably got two. But really, I mean, Darren, we yeah, we we all know that Darren Waller is the number one option yeah. in the Raiders' offense. Yep, eight. Good yep. play. Good, good, good play. So, with that being said, we have no games to preview. Because we are doing that on Monday. We'll be previewing the Rams heading to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. And I will never call it that again because it feels dirty to say it that way. I was, I was going to say, how, how did that sound? It sounded it's terrible. Hate it. It's, it, it for, for you, it probably sounded like you just said a racial slur and you need to go repent. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we'll, we'll talk about the game on Monday. And uh, not only will we be previewing that game, we'll also be talking about all of these games that we just talked about right now and our usual shtick where we do the reviews on Monday. So if you want to know about what we feel about defenses, then you can, as always, listen to the waiver show because we talk about that there and what defenses you should be uh, thinking about adding and what defenses you should stay away from, no matter how enticing they look. Of course. So you can so with that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only the fantasy show, but the Vanilla Basement Talk Podcast, our new segment, the debate and the Quizvitational. The debate, I believe, is going to be coming out on Friday on uh, Saturday, correct? Either Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh and they'll and on the debate, they're going to be talking about the reverse retros, the yes. reverse retro jerseys from the NHL. Correct. Where almost all of them look good. Almost. Almost. There some, yes. There were, there, a few, some there were a few that we actually disagreed on. So that'll be interesting to uh, to listen to and uh, for you guys to be able to make a uh, decision based on, uh, based on yourselves, what you like and what you don't like. Yep. So for my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Castro. We will talk to you next time on the Basic Talk Podcast Fancy Show. Bye-bye.